October 11th, 2019, October 11th, a day that will live in wrestling infamy, SmackDown, its second show on Fox, and the era of Dark Bailey is here. Yeah. Finally. You got it, Glenn. You've got it. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You- this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. That's Matt Morgan. That's Michael Wiseman. Matt, are you satisfied tonight? She stabbed the Bailey buddies. <laughs> that was awesome. This is what you've been begging for, is it not? If they didn't do it tonight, they never could have done it, ever. Okay, instead of leading with that, Glenn, give them their props for getting us there instead of doing the overnight, Ooh, I'm a villain now. <laughs> Actually, that would be an awesome heel turn if she was, like, cackling and going, ooh, What about ha, doing ha. this? What about twisting her twirly must? Yeah, that too? Tying people no, to train dude. tracks. <laughs> dude, there's some cartoon crap, dude. <laughs> I, I appreciate this somewhat slow burn to get there. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Kind of uh, a nothing smackdown up until then, even with the yes. draft, right? Even with the draft, I agree. They screwed it up. They, how do you screw up a draft? A draft episode is a beautiful thing. It's full of surprises. You can move forward stories. Okay. Tonight, uh, we got to see what was going on in the network rooms, the USA Raw room and the, the Fox SmackDown room. Yeah. But they were just cheering and high-fiving after every cool. pick was named. But then they were high-fiving robots even. I mean, let's be real here. That was the, the sweetest thing of the night was they had an actual Fox robot in the Fox <laughs> War room. Which is cool because if you're a football <laughs> fan, you know that damn robot. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Right? Does the <laughs> robot have a name? Oh, I should know that. I should know that. They used to actually sell action figures of that robot. You could buy them with your your team's branded. Like you could have the generic Fox one, but if you wanted like a Carolina Panthers one, I mean that's just me, I guess. But you know, Dude, that's smart. That's that's yeah. pretty smart marketing. We all watch it every damn Sunday or whenever yeah, else sure. are on. Um, what did you um, think of the actual draft itself, Michael? You know, nothing surprising there. In fact, I was a little bit disappointed with how close they stuck to what they had already done with their rosters, right? There was like not any real major, wow, I can't believe they're doing that. You could have predicted this draft. And to Glenn's point, to lead the show off, nothing really surprising about this draft. And to me, you could have done something. You had all this audience coming in last week. They hit huge numbers last week. They're tuning back in this week. Do something that shocks your audience. Bring somebody back. I mean, we got Drew McIntyre back, but they all kind of stuck with the same same rosters. And I think that's a little bit... Also, of course, the big thing being they followed the draft that was on WWE.com um, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, they posted a list of eligible superstars, the draft pool for tonight on WWE.com. I, I like that. Yeah, except the picks, Matt, went in the exact order they were listed in for the first uh, two and a half rounds. Two and a half rounds. Yeah. Oh, my God. How the hell did I miss that? <laughs> so the, the draft order literally went with Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch staying on Raw, Roman Reigns going to SmackDown, the OC, uh, Gallows Anderson and AJ Styles to Raw, The Fiend to Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, Drew McIntyre to Raw, Randy Orton to Raw, Sasha Banks to SmackDown, Ricochet to Raw. Braun Strowman to SmackDown, Bobby Lashley to Raw. Then we had a slight deviation in that Alexa Bliss solo was staying on Raw. Uh, Lacey Evans to SmackDown. And then uh, they moved Kevin Owens up on the website. It was the Viking Raiders, but that's where they made a change. The Kevin Owens to Raw, the Revival to SmackDown, Natalia to Raw. Um, and then there were some slight changes uh, for the last couple ones. Um, I believe Heavy Machinery, Raw, is that correct? Uh, Street okay, Profits to 
with or street profits to raw perhaps um this is where they changed no, heavy heavy machinery went to um smackdown street gotcha. profits went to raw and then the viking graders Dude, were they need to go to raw. ohio valley wrestling who cares um <laughs> Listen, uh, this is what I was going to say, though. Um, you don't think that was Lacey going to SmackDown is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll get some freaking limelight finally, as she deserves. What about, um, see, this is why I want to cut you off while you're naming those all off. There's somebody else. Well, uh, Becky. Oh, to, oh to no, 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 sure, 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 sure. I'm going to forget again. The Fiend. Yeah. The Fiend going to that's, SmackDown. That's a big deal. Yeah. Now, that, that's the most interesting oh. one, I think. I mean, yeah, Becky going to Raw, but she already has the red belt, so it kind of keeps her there. But yeah, The Fiend is the one who think I, I think he fits the format of what Raw does most weeks. So it yes. is, and he's still in he's still in a feud with Seth. So that is a a curious choice to me. Uh, Michael, turn down, pop down your microphone a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting some tweets saying your game. Shout sure on that. Um, Sounds good to me. Quit frigging bitching, chat room. <laughs> Uh, I think Becky Lynch, Matt, didn't we predict it on this podcast that Becky Lynch would be the number one draft pick in the entire yes. thing? And she was, yes. but raw. Yes. Now it does make sense. It would have been a surprise, but a surprise we would have seen coming in a way if she gone to SmackDown, but she is the raw women's champion. It does make sense. Her staying on raw. Yes. It, I mean, it definitely does. And it fits their motif for being Johnny. I don't want to call him Johnny come lately. But let me ask you this, Glenn, you're big up on this as I am. What do you, how do you feel WWE is in general when it comes to, without going off on a 25 minute tangent here, and I'm trying to preface this with this, <laughs> um, the, the, you know, the entire women's, uh, sports movement or women in general movement, let's say, um, the reason I'm asking that when they first did the nor- in- initiative, right, they had been pushing yeah. women's wrestling at, at first. But as far as this, having her be the first pick, I said there's no way that they could pass this up as far as PR goes and things of that nature. You remember what we talked about how I'd be we'd be more impressed by it if they didn't make a big deal about the fact that, hey, we drafted a woman with our number one pick. Aren't we great? Instead of just doing it because that's where we're at today. Women and men are right here as far as wrestling goes, finally. Well, that wasn't really even. Am I doing it wrong? Right? It's close. You got it. Yeah, there you there go. There we go. Go backwards. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think what, with this you, tonight. I'm sorry. What's, so what was the question? Did you feel about it? Did you feel? Did you feel that it was a pre type of gimmick, or did you feel it was authentic? I think it's authentic. She is the hottest star they have in the we company. We think so. Right now. We definitely think so. The fans definitely think so. I'm asking you. Do you think that front office thinks so? I think yeah, I, I do. I mean, it makes sense too. I mean, her and Roman, right? They're on the cover of the video game this year. Roman yeah, Roman's why, still a huge why, star without a title. Why couldn't she be on it by herself? Hmm. Uh, because I think they've got data about who buys the video games, yeah. and they wanted to hedge their bets. Because they're saying most I mean, that means like what little boys, mostly little boys play, yeah, I think, little girls. And, and remember that who is on the cover? I play I play. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> but <laughs> remember though, the video game, all those awesome commercials. Uh, the yeah. video game, those decisions, that's not the WWE running the show there. That is uh, the, the company that publishes those games that are making those decisions. WWE gotcha. has input. But remember, that's why Goldberg came back to do the video game commercial oh. or Sting. They've yeah. had guys that aren't even in the company. Goldberg's was awesome. Yeah. Well, um, and it's, it's worth saying, too. I mean, they, they did lead SmackDown last week with Becky, right? And yes. she was in the segment with The Rock. They, they led her again this week as the number one draft pick. And also, we talk about Becky being the surprise here. 
It did seem like early in the week, rumors shook out that Charlotte was more likely to want to be drafted by Fox. They liked her name. They liked her prestige. They liked what she brought to the table. And keeping Becky on Raw keeps the title situation clean. Plus, if her and Seth, you know, they're they're doing their thing together, WWE, I can see them wanting to keep that couple together on the same roster and same brand to keep both people happy. Where is Charlotte and I'm going? Do what? Well, uh, we won't know until Monday. But... I would think, given what happened, Charlotte still wasn't drafted. No, so uh, Uh, roughly, what was it like? Forty percent tonight was eligible, and the remaining sixty percent of superstars are eligible Monday because Raw is a much longer show. They're going to tell you what happens. Uh, I mean, kind of a weird two-parter. So they opened up tonight with Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, a pay-per-view worthy main event in the opening match of your draft episode. I predicted that they needed something like the fiend interfering. So this didn't become Batman versus Superman round seven, where we have an hour long match. But even with the fiend interfering, this match went for almost 20 minutes. It did. But Glenn, you hear what you just said though, in your voice, you put down the draft episode, not being meaningful as far as having these pay-per-view worthy Superman versus Batman matches. You... Oh no, I was actually putting down the draft for not having more surprises and storytelling. Yeah, like, that's I what can, I first thought you laid off with. Yeah. No, I think the draft, honestly, I don't think a draft episode even really needs much wrestling. I think maybe you do some fun things with this. They tried to do tonight, say, oh, whoever wins is going to get first pick. When the, they were doing it this way of Raw getting three picks and SmackDown that. getting two, you knew Raw had to go first. It's the only way it works. Yeah. I think it's corny when they wrestle for picks. I think that's stupid. Sports but something, teams don't do it. Anything. <laughs> you know, just anything just to kind of – Make the wrestling meaningful because otherwise you've got Corey every match saying, "Why not just have these guys do interviews, like shoot interviews?" I don't be in favor of that. I loved the last draft when they did when they had the NXT people in the locker room not knowing who was going to get called up. That was really cool. Remember Balor? That was cool. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Come on, Um, uh, Cesaro talking about the let let down when he didn't get drafted. Right? It was a Sammy. One of those two cut a really good promo. Yeah, well, well, and the thing is, this week, too, you're talking about doing this 20-minute match to start off Raw, and you're doing these two big guys. And I, I, I agree with Clint on this. I think wrestling for picks. What? I, I, Take I do. Back. Back. <laughs> I'm always a fan of things, and this is a weird example, right? But I'm always a fan of things that give wrestling matches purpose. It's something as simple as wins and losses need to matter, and I'm a big believer in that. For the most part, I think there are exceptions. And so I like the fact that each match on the show gives each side something, right? Um, wrestling for draft picks, to your point, Matt, is stupid from the perspective of it's not what real sports teams do, so I don't like it from that perspective. But yeah, a 20-minute match for a, a, a pay-per-view caliber match to kick off the show, I think just drug the whole thing down a little bit. You know, we were promised people showing up, all these stars, all these celebrities, and also I was bothered that Stephanie was the one who did all of the draft picking tonight. <laughs> and the Fox Sports guys, I thought more often than not, were awkward. It felt yeah. kind of forced. I don't really give a shit who Howie Long would pick first in a draft. I kind of do. Really? I think Blair, woo! Okay. <laughs> right. Let's, out. Let's go back in time. Then I didn't say that. Um, here's why we don't, because we know it's canned. Yeah, we know That's the picks are all. But to that, I'm a huge Howie Longmark. He was a badass uh, back when he played. So big fan of the movie Firestorm. No, remember that but, Howie Long was going to be like an action. But he has he had him. movie star good looks. Yes. <laughs> he, he, anyways, but like I, he's a star. He's a huge star. Especially I we watch him every weekend. You know, those of us that watch football, mm-hmm. I do like the crossover they're doing here. I hope it continues because of the legitimacy it gives our damn business. Finally, yeah. 
Well, that's yeah. true too. Yeah. And it, and it does to a casual fan. Again, we're to Matt's point. We're, we're a little bit jaded here. We look at the insider perspective, a casual fan tunes in. Oh, look, these guys who I see every Sunday are now on a wrestling show. I'm now yes. more bought in, you know, today I was on Fox 35 covering SmackDown, giving them, they called it a preview, but that's not what I was there to do. I was there to actually give a recap of my top three highlights from last week's show. And, but like you could tell when they're talking and stuff that, it's the same thing. It's those locally here in Seminole County, here in Orlando, Florida, having them talk about it at all lends credibility to it. It just does because these people are never talking about wrestling a day in their lives. Why would they? But now it's on Fox, it's on their network. They are. They're excited about it. I don't know. I just think it lends credibility to those that normally may not watch it and maybe think of it differently now. Oh, Fox, credit to them. Matt, how many years did TV networks, cable or broadcast, seem almost embarrassed to be in the wrestling business? <laughs> right? This yeah. is the complete opposite. Yeah. I, I totally love it. I wish I was wrestling again, honestly, during these times. I really do. Hey, man, you know, this nope. Fox gig. <laughs> They're giving Tyrus those commercials. He's, well, they should. My man's got his own shows on yeah. Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Talk good. about reinvention. Um He's awesome. So the Fiend interfered tonight, came up through the ring, dragged Rollins down Nightmare on Elm Street style, um, and then was poking his head out. The poking the head out part, I don't know if that's what they intended, but that looked corny as F. (laughs) That was bad. Um, But the Fiend interfering, okay, so if the Fiend's going to SmackDown, this was it for Rollins. Who do you put the Fiend with next, Matt? Oh, I I don't have anything for you because I don't know where the hell they're going to be. Excuse me, be after Monday. Yeah. It's interesting splitting uh, him and Rollins up. Especially because in this segment, they were continuing the storyline. And I almost wonder, you know, sometimes when you have the draft and it's like, well, there's no more wild card rule, but they still make these little exceptions. I almost feel like this could be the one or the two exceptions they make. You know, the Fiend is such a character. Um, I, he was, I even hate that he was drafted a little bit. I think it's a little bit his character. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He kind of does his own thing, but they drafted him. So mm-hmm. maybe he's the one they finish this feud up at Crown Jewel, WWE Championship on the line, winner takes it to their brand, whatever. Or well, Universal Championship. I, I want him done with the Rollins storyline altogether because we yeah. see how they book him in, in, when he's in yeah. it. It's stupid. Nothing good comes of it from him. So if he ain't going to squash him in three seconds flat, we can, we want nothing to do and just move on, please. Yeah. People are saying Braun Strowman to answer your question, Glenn. Some people said Braun is the yeah. right guy to put him with. I mean. Oh, uh, we're, we're being corrected. Somebody with the name of You Can't See Me. Good Lord. Um, uh Bray Wyatt went to SmackDown, not The Fiend. <laughs> I feel like these are people that at the end of Breaking Bad said, well, we never saw Walter White die. <laughs> right, right. So he could still be alive. He Spoiler alert shot. for Breaking Bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're catching up this weekend, our bad. I would love that. I would pay a lot of money for that. Because oh, Undertaker would not have to do much either. He can do all of his spooktacular crap. You get that thunder coming out of his rear hide he could be throwing <laughs> lightning with his fingers and doing all the crazy magic stuff that takers powers are supposed to be right catch Daniel people Bryant. on fire again like they used to do back in the uh, 90s right lightning comes down cameraman's on fire guys you probably thought i i really always like that i know that's yeah. what's corny i used to love it i was younger then i would i would literally pause the tv as the lightning bolts would come oh, down bro, to see how and i wasn't younger i was in college <laughs> <laughs> the fee should have been a free agent i agree i think again yeah. 
it's it's the conversation we had about the championship last week. How can the fiend be a champion? And then um, he's just a weird kind of larger than life character. Um, he should not know what a championship is. He should not know what the freak a draft is. Yeah. He, you know what I mean? He just shows up from time to time just to eat people. Yeah. <laughs> Cannibalism. I'll buy it. I'll he's, take it. <laughs> um, then we had King Baron Corbin versus Shorty Gable. <laughs> getting back the win tonight. <sighs> Mike, what do you think of this name? I hate it. I, I really dislike it because I think we're picking out a physical characteristic that is used in this case. I mean, I know shorty, right? Can be kind of like a hey, you're my, you're we're cool, right? But, but <laughs> you're my shorty, yeah, yeah, you're my shorty, right? I mean, like it's it's for. But in this case, we know they're using it to make fun of his height. They've done it on the announced team side, and I don't think it sticks. And I think it makes him seem less credible and more comedic. And this guy's an athlete. This guy and, is a great wrestler. Let's just give him his name and just be an all American out there, right? <laughs> legitimately put 90% of that roster on the backs of their necks in seconds flat. He's a legit badass. So what I don't understand is why on a, when the roster has never even remotely closely have been this diminutive would be the time to start making short jokes. Your entire roster is short, Vince. Newsflash. Yeah. I mean, we're all fans of Ghostbuster B. I mean, I think he's got unlimited potential. It's just this nickname... I don't know. I, I really did not see Grandmaster B go, um, winning tonight. So I think it was very obvious that he was doing the J-O-B tonight. Yeah. We'll see. So I'm just waiting. Next week, they got to shorten it to shorten Shorty G, and the prophecy will be fulfilled. Um, so King Corbin getting his mojo back tonight. Uh, after that, we got the video package, Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury at Crown Jewel. Matt, did you watch any of this press conference today they had in Vegas? No. Oh, it was awkward. Awkward. <laughs> oh, quickly tell me. Tell, tell, okay, tell so me. Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. They announced oh. that. And then uh, came Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. So uh, Ray came out and was speaking about Dominic like Dominic was dead. Like he was in there giving <laughs> the speech going like, I, I love my son. My dream was to have my first rest and my son's first wrestling match with me. Brock Lesnar put an end to those dreams. Like it just, it was really <laughs> this weird speech. Um, then Kane started speaking and I don't know if he was off script, but he started taking these super long, awkward pauses in between lines. Um, Heyman came out, did the Heyman thing. And then as a cherry on top, they said, let's have Brock say a few words. Uh, so Brock spoke and it was just really, really weird. It just didn't feel like a boxing or UFC press conference. It's Brock, just felt did Brock go off off the script and start cursing and stuff or what? No, it, I think his best line was saying, uh, what was it? I think of you every day when yeah. I look in the mirror and see the, the scar you left on my face. Like yeah. that was, the material was okay. The delivery though, this, this was just a, it was, this happened on the SmackDown live, uh, the SmackDown entrance set in an arena, I guess, filled with journalists, maybe. Yeah, they had brought a bunch of journalists in. I think 2K brought some in for the video game roster reveal, and there happened to be some other ones in Las Vegas. And and so, cool. yeah, I mean, it was it was the right setup. But what I expected from this was a little bit more MMA and a little bit less WWE. And what I feel like we got was a lot more scripted. And you're building this entire feud on an MMA background, MMA story. I mean, they're literally jumping into a championship match weeks after this guy debuts based off of their history from nine years ago. And it, so I, I just wish, let these guys just be MMA badasses. Put that one back on. Okay. All right, for the folks at home, here's the comment. J.C. Harrington. No offense, J.C. Cain Velasquez isn't good at talking. He has the charisma of dry bread. Versus what? Wet bread? <laughs> Versus avocado toast, which is just charming. <laughs> no, but we, we get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean, even for, even his physical charisma, 
I would argue he doesn't have it either. Yeah. Tyson Fury has no business in the WWE. That match is going to be worse than Goldberg and Undertaker. And that was the okay. awkward press conference to me too, Matt. You didn't see it, but the, uh, Braun. I mean, it's, Tyson have been awkward. He's a really good talker. Him and Braun, they were. I mean, somebody pointed out that it felt like stepbrothers for a minute, right? Like the way they were kind of play, they pushed each other kind of playfully, and then they did all the like Braun did the whole let's without, shake hands, and then not watching it, I'm gonna blame Braun. Because he was even <laughs> awkward with setup of the entire thing, if you remember, with yeah. his like weird laugh, smile gimmick. I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah, I think too. If you watch Tyson and then I don't, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, Bronze, that guy's got to carry Tyson here because he's the professional in this industry. But Tyson didn't know when to like look away. Like there were some things in there where Tyson didn't have his timing it. quite right. Yeah, it's just it was just awkward. It's just a little awkward. What was up next, Glenn? I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, they re-showed, uh, both of, uh, those matches, uh, the setups from the press conference, they're both happening at crown jewel. Uh, Paul, I, I still think it's going to be a big deal. I do. I think a lot of people are going to turn in to see it. Oh, well, so not to jump ahead to the news stories, but Michael Kane signed a deal with WWE multi-year, correct? Yes. He signed a multi-year, uh, very lucrative. Of course, we knew this before he had told, um, UFC, he is retiring from the octagon, has removed himself from the USADA drug testing pool. Um, there's not a whole lot of details on this. It's a multi-year deal. Um, Fury, however, is expected to return to the ring, the boxing ring that is in 2020, yep. for a fight. Win the world championship. Yep, for a fight against Deontay Wilder, um, for the rematch from 2018. Um, so it's interesting, though, because Velasquez, he's saying this is his focus. Uh, he says his family's into it. He's super excited. We think it is because, obviously, he was doing the luchador stuff. And yeah. I, I think that's the most interesting stuff is Velasquez dedicated. And if you look at some of the clips he's done, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> um, if you look at some of the clips he's, he, he's done elsewhere, he's really into it, but from a different perspective than the way um, Uza's sass. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, then, then I think WWE wants to use Velasquez. So to me, the question is, we've seen Velasquez wrestle. We know what he did in the octagon. Can he be what WWE needs him to be right now, especially against a guy like Brock Lesnar, who is so commanding, so big? Um, I, we'll find out October 31st. Listen, Mike, he's not going to last in this company past Brock Lesnar. When Brock leaves and his expiration date is up, so is Homeboys. Mm. You think so? You don't he's think they're going to build Kane? Absolutely worthless to the – what's he going to do? He looks I mean, like crap. Uh, Let's just be honest. He doesn't look impressive. What's impressive about him is he's the one, he's Brock Lesnar's kryptonite. So, yeah, you throw a shit ton of money at Brock Lesnar's kryptonite because we don't buy anybody else beating Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Nobody. Maybe Brock, and that's it. Although – What else are you going to do with Matt, let me. Uh, so there's been footage of him that's widely made the rounds. He's wrestled in AAA in a mask. Yes. He's had some wrestling training. I'm going to say this the WWE, you have to remember that uh, uh, Latino Americans, the Latinx community, are some of the biggest consumers of WWE product in the Definitely. US. I so don't got, think he's a big enough household name. That's in, my point. In that community, though, I think he's up there, perhaps even more famous than Rey Mysterio, and that's saying something. I mm. think when he beat Brock, absolutely. Not yeah. since. Well, do you put the title on him? I mean, I know we're not doing predictions for. Oh, Lord, no. I just <laughs> believe it's talking like this. <laughs> well, I'm not advocating for it. With you guys, I'm my my affiliate here in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to repeat what was said about when he walked out to the ring. Because that was their, this was their first time seeing it on the replay. Okay. That's how crappy he looked. And I know he was injured and I get all that other stuff. I'm just saying, I don't. 
So you think in six months? I don't see anything else. They'll use him, of course, after Brock is gone. I just don't think he's going to have as much value without Brock there. I'm saying that's why he's there is because of Brock Lesnar effect. If Brock Lesnar wasn't there, hmm. Do you remember what they did with Ronda Rousey? And I still argue Ronda Rousey was a lot of money misplaced by WWE. I think she was fine, and she helped main event. She got the women's main event at WrestleMania. With what? With, with what? Whenever they brought her in, and they, they tried a couple of things with her. But if you remember, um, they they tried like having her come out there and cut promos, and it didn't really work right. They had they paired up with Kurt Angle, and that match at WrestleMania was really electric. You remember, like the fans just kind of like saw her show up, and then for like. January, February, they weren't sure what to do with her. When they paired her with Kurt Angle, she got in that feud with Triple H and Stephanie, who sold like crazy for her and like did all this, you know, like they played to her strengths. And I think what I'm worried about here with Cain Velasquez is yes, the look is part of it, but you're throwing him into the title picture weeks after he debuts in an audience, right? We're going over here to Jeddah, right? Or, or, um, uh, well, Saudi Arabia, but. Again, the audience isn't going to be as familiar with him overseas, and I just think we're setting him up for failure from a variety. Give him give him some time to get in there. Put him in some tag team matches with Rey Mysterio. We know he can wrestle, but at least it affiliates him with that brand, and I think it builds up his character better. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, you're predicting in a year he'll be doing uh, three-on-one handicap matches against the Lucha House Party. Yeah. Oh, well, there you, All right. there you go. Um, so, Paul Heyman came out tonight. Uh, with Brock Lesnar, and this was the standard cut and paste Heyman promo, right? Yeah. Yes. Ad nauseum. Yes. Uh, then got the new day in a Susan G. Komen spot for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which went right into the new day versus the OC. And Kofi was out there smiling, throwing mm-hmm. pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know what? He had a good run. He, he won the World Heavyweight Championship. Who gets to say that? I know, but like the thing that bothered me about this though is that they had him out there, and they literally had the new day and the Susan G. Komen woman, and they said, "Look, everybody's a champion except for Kofi Kingston was not." Oh, but he Jesus. was up there. Yeah, they did. The, the WWE tweeted out, "Everybody's a champion here," um, and I get what they're doing, right? That's a feel good moment. So, but the bigger thing here: take Kofi off TV for a week. He didn't need to be a part of that segment. Um, Xavier and Biggie could have carried it. Kofi's out there smiling and doing pancakes. Actually, like he didn't even care that he lost. He's not going to be back sure. in the main event yet, but at least make him somber for a week. But that shows you how they think of him. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it never happened. Yeah. His championship. Uh, New Day won that match over the OC. Stood tall at the end. Uh, saw a recap of what happened to open the show with The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Uh, what do you think of the draft picks? Matt, that Lacey Evans is going to SmackDown. I already said, I think it's great. I yeah. think she's going to get friggin' some major shine. And Kevin Owens to Raw after he just okay. got Shane McMahon off of SmackDown. It's okay. I love that. I, I, I didn't like him on SmackDown. I didn't like what they were doing with him. So if it gets him the hell away from what they were doing with him, great. Usually when you want someone on SmackDown, when you think they deserve a little bit of a push and they weren't getting one, generally speaking, like Owens at first, but when we saw what they did with them, I don't want them anywhere near that show. I want them back on Raw. Yeah. You seem pretty high on Lacey Evans, Matt. What do you, what do you, uh, um... Lacey Evans. yeah, yeah. You I, like at first. I hated okay. her. I hated her character. I said it would never work. It's stuck in the fifties. She's from a time capsule that was stuck underground since 1950. And she just came out one day in the year 2020. Encino man. She's the Encino man of WWE. <laughs> do you know what I mean? With that gimmick? I was like, it'll never work. So like, I got to eat my words and own it. When somebody completely proves me wrong and pulls a 180 and has absolutely made that gimmick work, she uses it 24-7. I love that about her. Um, 
think about it. She's new to the business. The fact that she gets it that much to go out 24-7 and do that gimmick makes me a huge fan. Secondly, I think she's improving in the ring. She's obviously got the look. And she's a legit badass, another legitimate badass in real life before she came into wrestling. I think she's the entire package. I really do. And I think her promos are good when she's within her character. They don't go over the top to make her corny in her promos. What do you think about the fact that they split up Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in the draft? They could love have it. drafted love them it. together. I love Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss. I hated you guys. You know this. I didn't like that tag team. I didn't. I thought they got good. I was happy for the other girl, but enough. Alexa Bliss is to me a big talent, a main event talent. Um, for girls, but they're both staying on Raw, which is interesting. The other one is on too. I didn't yeah. see that. I'm sorry. So that's what I'm saying. That. They could have drafted them as one pick. <laughs> well, you saw the Raw War Room. They had a peacock on their screen. So if you're asking a peacock for advice, it's what you end up with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the uh, main event tonight, we got Man. Bailey versus Charlotte you, in a I rematch. What? Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte in a rematch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey came out wearing a hood. Sign number one, right? It's like, what's, yes. what's under the hood? What are we going to see? Uh, removes the hood. She's cut her hair short. It looked a little bit darker. Um, and she uh, grabs like a poker and starts poking the, the wacky inflatable tube men, the Bailey buddies, uh, and, and showing off her new black and gold gear. Mm. I mean, this this was a different look. Now she came out to the same music, but did you notice after she won tonight, there was different music playing for mm-hmm. Bailey? Um, this match, I thought this really could go either way. And I, were you nervous, Matt, that they were going to have her do a heel turn then lose? No. Yeah, I don't know the way the match I went. Was. Yeah, yeah. They can't be that bad. <laughs> you say that we had a hell of a cell <laughs> match end in a count out. I... Said I didn't trust them with that. Said that, and I was close. It was good. I I I dug what they did at the beginning. You could tell they were doing something because they drug it out, and she stood up there. The yeah. haircut, the look. You need, you gotta have that fresh look. Um, the change of the music at the end, Glenn. Good catch there because it did sell the moment at the end. But just the the dramatic emphasis of her cutting down those those men. And what I liked about it too is it made her seem she was serious. She's always so happy go lucky. And even when she's been bad recently, she's been kind of like happy-go-lucky bad. Um, so I, I just love the the impact she brought here, and it showed a different side of her as a performer that I'm glad we get to see. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool tonight. I don't think it was seamless, but I think that this was a definitive turn, mm-hmm. which is what they haven't done for, what is it, the past month or whatever since uh, she hit Becky with the chair repeatedly. So hey, this is this is yeah. something. She won the match tonight. She won clean over Charlotte Flair, and she's a SmackDown Women's Champion again. Big. I, I mean, what else do you want, Glenn? Like no. you need to be selling this for what you've been asking to see. We got plus she won the championship. It was it was great, and I hope this marks the start of new great things for her and some real freaking storytelling. Sasha's going to be on SmackDown also, so Isn't they're going to stay correct? together. Look forward to tomorrow. Give them their credit now in the moment. They yes. got it right. They did the right thing. They did. Right. And at the last possible moment, but they did it. And uh, I can respect doing things at the last possible moment. 
<laughs> well, and they did, they did tell the story. And what I like to, you look back on it now and it's easy to say hindsight's 2020 and they really, they got it right here. Uh, they could have just kind of stumbled their way into it. Like they did with the, the Daniel Bryan storyline. But if you, if you think about it, she had the attack. <laughs> she was still very immature. Last week she got beat the week before, whenever it was, she got beat again and again and again, and she had to dig deeper. And so to the point about it not being an overnight turn, it did tell that story. And I think that was good. Um, and, and Bailey again deserves kudos for selling this like she did, and the, the short hair was great. I love the look. The look was fantastic. I thought she looked better with short hair. I thought I thought it was a great look. It was just so different. I mean, it's hard to adjust to, and that's good though. I mean, okay, so yes, this is exactly what we were talking about: doing something drastically yeah. different, different looking gear, different looking hairstyle, different music. Except you incorrectly, yes, your your opinion is incorrect apparently, um, in wanting it the next night. I feel like I should get out of the middle of you two. I thought like I should just wanted, go away. Michael, Glenn wanted her to come in with like a freaking shaved head, um, different music, complete black, uh, NWO stapled across her forehead. Uh, My Chemical Romance t-shirt on, right? NWO beard. <laughs> Everything possible to say I'm heel now, heel okay. turn. So here's the question, Matt. Are you going to modify your Bailey action figure tonight so it's uh, appropriate to no, a current action figure? Unlike you, I, I stopped. I, I don't think I have. I think I have a Bailey Bailey Funko Pop somewhere. Actually, I'm I haven't stopped. <laughs> I just have a Bailey figure. Uh, no, I think this is good. No, I mean, the argument for it, Matt is that I think heel turns are more shocking when they happen all at once. Okay, but they can't change who they are the next day. It's hokey. It's not real. I don't buy it when it happens the next, like how they change their attitude, their music, their swagger, how they're walking, going to high five a fan and pulling their hand away. The next day you do that? No, 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 no. I want to see the buildup as to what makes you become that asshole. You don't become one overnight because somebody screwed you over. I want to see what, what the, the, the layers of the onion is what I want to see. That's the most intriguing thing to me. What pisses us all off with WWE is they don't get you there. You know what I mean? Glenn versus Matt. Ladder <laughs> match for the Hogan LJN figure. There you go. But I already have it. Why would I? Yeah, I'm and Matt's like 13, 14 inches taller than me. So uh... There are times it works both ways. I mean, I think in this case, I, I get why Glenn was upset, right? Because I think sometimes, especially with her, even though she turned, it felt like they were dragging this out in this weird way where she turned, but she didn't really change. She just was a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit meaner, maybe. It's, and so it's I, like uh, they were playing chess and saying, well, I didn't take yeah. my hand off the piece yet right. so I can move it back. But this I think they did move. do it right tonight. And I think to me, I, I get that. And I think sometimes the, the quick turn works. Seth Rollins, when he was, you know, everybody liked him and then he was bad. That that works. But I think this paid it off. And so I look back and I'm okay with it. I give them credit for tonight was the right move at the right time. Second week on SmackDown gives you a big hook leaving the show for next week. Um, gives you a new champion. Your second week on Fox, it, it lined up the right way for me to not cool. make me regret it. Yeah, I, I actually wish it would have happened. I mean, and this is funny saying about a draft episode. I wish it would have happened on a hotter episode. I think they thought tonight was going to be a really <laughs> yeah. hot episode. If yeah. this would have happened last week, it would have had much more of an impact. It would have made my top three highlight list, for instance, today in Fox 35. Do you, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it gets lost in the middle of so many big things on that first episode. That's yeah, true. or even a Hell in a Cell if it would have happened. Um, I think this yeah, drafting hell tonight. Hell in a Cell actually it might have actually helped save it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Hell in a Cell, and I didn't show it to you guys, but that had a, one of the best women's matches we've had in months. That Hell in a Cell yeah. match was fantastic. And finish nobody's was, talking about it because of the damn finish. So, well. The finish of the women's match was not the way it should have turned out. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the, the I, finish of the, the, the main event took away from how great that Sasha-Becky match was, I thought. Can we stop and read this? Hang on. Go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I got to read the news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Raj Gary has left Wrestling Inc. to team up with Ryback as part of Team Raj Back. Mm. Wow. Raj, you really have left, huh? Glenn now owns Wrestling Inc. Is this true? <laughs> That's a heel turn. You wanted an instant heel turn, Glenn. Wrestling Inc. Oh, He's going to be wearing the, the, the uh, Feed oh, Me I, More gear. <laughs> I ten percent of Raj that's fired up. I just said that. Wrestling. <laughs> um, no, I think tonight this this was good. Again, it's just it's just a timing issue. Uh, Bailey cut a promo after, referred to the crowd as bitches, said "screw all of you," tossed the mic down, and uh, walked off. And that's how we went off the air. And that's the real Bailey, by the way. Like that's how exactly <laughs> I think she would play it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I think that's no, exactly what she was. I imagine her walking yeah. around all the time talking to people, bitches. Like she's been putting on this nice act on TV it's for insane. five years. You guys have movies to know when they, it's like Dave Chappelle. It's yeah. like uh, every comedian, they end their phrases with that. Yeah. 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 I just she have this mental fun. image of the, of Bailey being this person outside the ring. Like she's at home with her, I don't know, her boyfriend or whatever, bitches. Just all the time. She yeah. had, uh, there were some, weren't there some tweets that she had to clean up? Not because it was like controversial, but because it was very unbailey like language. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You know, she was not always living that gimmick on Twitter. Uh, but no, look, this is exciting tonight. I think this is potentially a very, very good thing. Um, I think that the rest of the episode was kind of lame. And a big, I mean, even with the draft stuff going in order of how it was, I don't know, this thing with uh, Team USA and Team uh, Fox there tonight it just i don't know as far as drafts go it's not the result of it it's the presentation right this is all predetermined they're randomly picking things right it's also weird to have people cheer matt what do you think of this to have like the board the war rooms cheering about the draft thing and it's like you were guaranteed to get it it's a draft you didn't win anything here why are you so excited and like high-fiving each other after every name's called because i'm okay i gotta think about this because I didn't pick up on that, honestly. I, I I didn't really. I wasn't like, oh, great, yay, they're cheering. But I was like, well, we see that in sports, right? When yeah, gets yeah. That's because they're hoping their favorite player is available that they want to draft. So aren't they cheering the fact that they got Seth Rollins or this guy or that girl because they really wanted them on the roster and now they got them? Hmm. My big miss here, I think, was the fact that we got no reaction from the wrestlers, though. We got reactions from Raw and SmackDown, but nobody talked to. Um, you know, anybody afterwards and said, what do you think about going? Hey, Becky, what do you think about going to raw? How do you feel Monday Here, nights? Here's what I would have done. Cause you couldn't do it with USA. I don't think, but with SmackDown on Fox, I think you could. Yeah. And that is interview everybody that tonight got drafted to SmackDown. Cause I think most of them, 90% of them would be legitimate, excited. They're on the new network. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all this money put into it. All this attention now on it. It's not the number one brand, but maybe it will be, who knows what, um, they're treating it really big time. So everyone's going to be excited that's coming over to the blue brand finally. And it'd be cool to get that exuberance on film and, and, and legit excitement. Um, but Raw, I would argue, if you were to do it with them, I don't think everybody would be like, yeah, I'm going to Raw so I can be buried. And on uh, Twitter and WWE.com, there are reactions. Oh, are there? Uh, yeah, Natalia just posted one. I don't quote it.com. Yeah, I know. That's It's the same problem I have with AEW doing all the storytelling on being the elite. Put some stuff on TV. Yeah. Fair point, I guess. I, I, I'm always on YouTube for other things, so I always end up seeing BT because of it. Just watching old TNA clips of you, like, and in SmackDown. 
No, I, I, well, I have, but no. Um, <laughs> I have. You rewatch um, these shows the day after, don't you, to make sure you, you came across the way you want to come across, right? When I was wrestling, shoot, I would argue like minutes after I'd want to watch it because I would well, rip everything I do apart. I'm just giving you a hard time. I, I spend uh, like once a month on uh, YouTube looking for like Grease 2 covers and like searching the same weird shit for like different mashups and things like that. Like, but all of our vices. Go ahead. I like getting the raw attitude era stuff. Yeah. Um, that the network, I have a hard time going on the network and like, I can't even use a search engine anymore and just type in like match it's matches that I want to see anymore. What the hell's wrong with that damn new app? I don't yeah. like it. It's not as user friendly as it was before. So I'm like, F it. I'm going to YouTube then. And I'm going to find it. I'm going to find Luger versus Sting, whatever year I want to see it on that. And it will plug it in and find it for me. And I'm trying to find stuff sometimes for because I, I do writing for the site as well. So I'm trying to find clips I can embed into articles. And then it's hard. WWE doesn't have a great – I mean, they have some of their stuff on their YouTube channel. But trying to find the right clips from them sometimes is a real pain in the neck. And I end up having to go to people that I'm like, I, I don't know who this person's username is, but they have the clip that I want here. So That's who I watch. I watch all those people. Yeah. All those yeah. people. Yeah. Seriously. I just wish we again reactions. I think would have made the draft like a bigger deal. Have a Fox exec talk to Becky and say, "Hey, you're over here." And even Raw, you're right, not as exciting, but they can still sell it and say, "Well, Raw's a historic brand. It's been around for 30 years. Like I'm happy to be carrying this." You know, that that's what was missing to me about this. If you want to, if you want to have this feud, SmackDown versus Raw, <laughs> right? Which they build up. They got T-shirts out there. Let's let's do it. Oh, I love this. Uh, Casey Michael from Squared Circle Sirens just tweeted, Bailey's getting a whole new everything literally days before the new WWE video game comes out. <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves. DLC, baby. Gotta sell that. Gotta sell that DLC. <sighs> Make some money. That. I hate when the, the when things aren't current in the WWE games. Um, so now I lost my train of thought. That's it. That's, a wrap. That's it for We got Smackdown. one more thing. We got one more thing. No, no, we're good. All right, bye. I'll get you out of here. We got three minutes. That's a big deal. No, guys. Um, second week ratings have come in, as we know, for AEW and for, of course, I think this is fifth, fourth, fifth week ratings for NXT. Um, but the second week they've been head to head. And no surprise here, AEW Dynamite did top WWE NXT again in viewership for the second week in a row. Um, but it is worth noting. What was it? Uh, AEW did drop um, what I think is by a significant amount here. Um, they drew 1.018 million viewers, so just above a million viewers. Um, NXT um, right at 800,000, um, 790 technically. So that's close. Dynamite topped NXT by 29%. AEW ranked that's number eight in cable top 150 for the 18 to 49 demographic, while NXT ranked 27. Um, AEW ranked 25 in viewership. Um, but again, going back to last week, AEW drew 1.409 million viewers, so they lost roughly 4 million viewers, um, while NXT lost about 100,000. Hmm. No, it was 4 million viewers. What'd you say? Last week, AEW drew 1.409 million viewers. But how many did you say they lost this week? So they lost about 400,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry if I misspoke. Yeah, they lost about 400,000. NXT um, was down 11% from last week. Um, they lost about 100,000. So what do you guys think? Glenn, ratings, numbers. I mean, wrestling fatigue is real, right? I mean, Matt, would you be watching all of this stuff even? No. No, NXT and AEW, I would, but that's it, I think. I just think it's too much. And I think that coming after last week and coming after Sunday, people are going to start needing a break. 
And uh, it's not about what they're doing right now. I think it's about where it is six months or a year from now. This is what's going to end up happening. And jeez, uh, AEW will be doing on the high end. I think like the one point ones, the one point twos on the high end, unless there's some huge star that's definitely coming. Everyone knows weeks in advance. Huge star. I'm talking about like Jericho level. Huge. I'm saying. Then it will boost it. But I think they'll be between one 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 two on the high end. On average, I think they're going to be point eights to point nines. And I think NXT on average will be point sevens, high end, high end, point high eights. I don't think they'll ever break a one zero. I mean, TV ratings are down across the board, right? So this isn't entirely surprising because they've been trending down for years. But sports have been somewhat immune to this. The NFL has still been very hot. I think for me, the thing that is disappointing is it really seemed like AEW had a positive reception that first week. And they while did. I figured it might go down a little bit, the positivity on AEW after the failure at Hell in a Cell, I thought might boost them a little bit. Even even just stay steady. This is a chunk of rating. It's a, it's a pretty steep drop, I feel like. I, you know... I don't know how to really gauge it. I just, well, I just see what the number I think it'll end up averaging. I, yo, I base it off of, I kind of go back to, we got all these wrestling competitions going on right now, AEW, NXT, whatever else. But I go back to Impact on Spike because to me, that's the closest thing we have to a, a competitor. And even on their we later days. Times, I'm pretty sure. Do what? Either 1.4 more than one. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You guys did. Um, I mean, during the, the, the Hogan Bischoff era, you know, they pulled that two that one week they went to Monday nights, but um, they were averaging, I think, somewhere around a 1.3, 1.4. Um, yes. it, it, right even the last, they, what was right that? Before they came, right before Hogan and Bischoff came, we were averaging our highest rating. I swear to God. Yeah. And then they came in, we did get that huge boost with RBD, all them that came that first. The Monday night, night yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think even like you go back to 2013 or the later years they were on Spike before they moved, they were just under a million. So AEW is kind of in that territory, which – but here's one big difference though. And, I, and, I, and you know, I, I just want to – I think it's important to note WWE yeah, does not show the hard cam side anymore because they can't sell it out. And AEW is doing a pretty damn good job of putting butts in the seats for live events. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. An area that AEW or the WWE is struggling with right now. So AEW is doing something right. AEW has got a different problem though, because most of those tickets are bought up, a, a, a fair percentage are bought up by ticket brokers and scalpers, and it's I think skewing their sellouts a bit. I mean, just in fairness, there were photos uh, that were tweeted at us of AEW hard cam side even from this last show, and mm -hmm. it wasn't packed like what we mm -hmm. saw on camera. So I think that yeah. well, look, live attendance is tough and filling big venues is not an easy thing to do. If they did, everyone would be doing it. Um, AEW also right now is only touring in in the wrestling belt, like the yeah. most highest live event tends. They're not, for instance, they're not coming to the oh, West Coast shit. until next year. Honestly, that's what they should be doing though. They should not be taking risks and huge chances. They should be staying in the comfort zone right now. And continue to build upon it. This is the mistake so many companies make. Yeah, is that they would try to get too big too fast. We TNA, we freaking were huge. We had great money, we had a lot of money backing. We had a great network. You know what I mean? We took too big of a risk, way too big of a risk, by well, going live and thinking that we can go on tour hmm. at the same while doing so. Yeah. What? I yep. think it's crazy if you go back a year and a half ago and you had said AEW is going to go on TV on TNT and draw over a million viewers a couple of weeks in. I think that would have sounded impressive. I think 
the boost they got from doing these pay-per-view events and the buzz around them and then drawing a 1.4, I think makes the 1 million this week look less impressive is what I would say. That's fair. Yeah. I, but, just, yeah. I don't th- I think people are too fixated on week by week. I'm actually more interested. Pardon me. I'm more interested in um, what the segment by segment ratings look like, because that will tell you who's keeping eyeballs glued. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. You know, what do you guys think of J- 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 what do you think of Jericho's new posse, his new group? The inner circle? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was good. I thought that was do you really... think? Do you think, though, that they look like they would really do things together? <laughs> They've got a little bit of a village people vibe. <laughs> and yeah, it's all different yeah, shapes, sizes, makes and models. They do. You're right. But Evolution... I mean, Evolution didn't look oh, like. Yes, they, are you yeah. kidding me? They're the epitome of dudes that look like they go to a strip club together. Yeah. yeah, but like there's something weird about it where it's like, well, one's the guy's uncle and then the other one they know from work. And there's one that like I've known since a kid. Like I played T-ball with him. Like they didn't look like they had a theme necessarily. I mean, they didn't. They did. Yes, they, they were. They, they, they did. Batista, the muscle. Hunter, the brain, <laughs> the, the, the centerpiece. Yeah. Ric Flair, the, you know, past generations, Triple H, Randy Orton, the diamond, as they kept calling I get the theme of how they were put together. I'm just saying they didn't come out looking like a boy band in matching tracksuits. Well, they put them all in suits, though. I mean, they did. They had the limousine look. They had, you know, they had Motorhead. And they sold that to make it look like they were a unified front. They really did. They looked like, to me, they're one of the epitomes of your, your, the four horsemen. Same thing. They they, did. Yeah, they're kind of very four horsemen-esque. Matching tracksuits. I think that's really what any (laughs) stable needs. They all need to be like the New Day, and then we're good. No, you know, I like to think about this. That I like what Jericho did here, and I'm glad he pulled them together. But I think about somebody like Swagger, and I'm like, why would Swagger team up with Jericho here? Swagger should be considering himself a main eventer, not the muscle yeah. for somebody well, else. He's going to turn. I think Swagger, uh, Swagger, I think Jake Hager is yeah. the one that's going to turn instead yeah. of him versus Jericho. Yep. I think that's you're right. Why he's not yeah. I think that's what happened to not talk. And I like the fact that he wasn't talking. I heard others complain about it. Like, how could you treat your world champion? Like, Cause I think they're going somewhere with it. I, I think it's not because they don't think he can talk. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's just to add more mystique behind it. Um, but he looks great. He does look like a giant. I love the fact that Jericho pointed that out twice. So they treat him like a giant in that company. So everybody else doesn't look so much smaller because it does. You know what Jack Swagger looked like in WWE? He was hardly a giant. He was six foot five, yeah. uh, maybe six six at the tallest. That's not giant status. But in that company, it is. So I like the fact that Jericho pointed that out. His promos was so good. Yep. His promo was so good. Well, you go back to what Cody said a while back where he's like, we're not going to open our shows with long promo segments like WWE does every week or, or something along those lines. And yeah, I'm glad they did this this week because they had great wrestling. They have great wrestling. They let the wrestlers do their thing. This show needed that. And I think it's what people are talking about this week because it felt different and special. Um, characters, so, right? Yeah. They're trying to yeah. build some characters for us to care about. So, what yeah. do you think about all the tongue sticking out crap between <laughs> the two other guys? Did you, uh, Anna... doing? Can somebody explain that to me? Is he like... It's annoying. It On, is annoying. Uh, Twitter, Jericho again was talking about how hot Sammy Guevara is, like attractive. And it just made me keep thinking of um, of The Office, could, how Michael Scott was towards the temp Ryan. Like I was yeah. always pointing okay. out how attractive he was. <laughs> I've got to agree. When Sam, when, when, okay, when Sammy's not like sticking his tongue out and being like a weirdo either because he's doing it too. Yeah. He, he's a, he's, he, you can see girls would be totally like in love with him. You could see that. And guys like watching him because he's freaking money in the ring and he does all this crazy cool stuff that people like watching. He could be a big star. 
they do it right with him. If he does it right, they, you know, yeah. tongue and panda don't. <laughs> At least they got rid of this stupid panda thing. I don't think they got rid of it. Just because we didn't see it one week doesn't mean yeah. it's gone. Um, they, there's no way Jericho's playing panda freaking hat. No way. <laughs> I would be shocked if he didn't knock it off the top of his head backstage if he sees him walking around with it. Don't do it. What are you doing? Yeah, that's, that shit's done. Yeah, I don't know. Cody came out like with MJF doing Star Trek cosplay. Which was awesome. No, it was not just Star Trek. It was next generation cosplay. Let's be clear. Let's clarify. What are you rolling your eyes at talking about no, looking up Grease? Shit. Why do I have the reputation for being looking a nerd up Grease 2? Like, not even Grease 1 wasn't even a great movie, but you got to go to Grease 2. Grease 2 is better. It's Grease 2, twice as good as Grease 1. Oh. Michael in Grease 2 was a very uh, intriguing character. <laughs> I, I agree. Poignant commentary from Matt Morgan. Um, I, in the backyard, thought I can go find parts and build my own motorcycle after watching that movie. Did you know that? (laughs) Uh, We all have dreams, Matt. We all have dreams. Anyhow, uh, so we'll see what happens next week. We're going to be back here Monday night for part two of the draft. Uh, Me, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, if he's not off on a picnic with Ryback. Um, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Raj back is what they call them. That's the, that's the new tag team. Raj, don't don't lie. I know you're watching right now. And more importantly, I know you like that nickname. Don't <laughs> that hashtag to stick. So everybody out there, do not create that hashtag because he secretly will like it. He thinks he's getting over. Yes, and then uh, uh, podcast. May I just add? Yeah, and then Wednesday, of course, uh, week three of dual screening it and talking about AEW and NXT. So until next time, folks, it's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Or, uh, well, I already, I stayed up last night until midnight to watch the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, on Netflix. If you're a fan of Breaking Bad, highly recommend that. Uh, he's BP Matt Morgan. He's at The Real Wiseman. I am at Glenn Rubenstein, where I would appreciate a follow on Twitter. And we will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. All right, fellas. Take You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.